Cali is where we started, and we've transitioned into some other business ventures. I just believe that I can always train for skill, but I can't train you to be nice. And I kind of gave that up and decided to just go different directions. And now, here's Just Saying. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Just Saying podcast. If you've ever tried to lose weight and failed or tried to quit a habit and failed, you will be interested in today's guest on the Just Saying podcast. Anthony Serino is a personal development coach and a hypnotist who will help you take control back into your life. And so, Anthony, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Charlie. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I love this, talking everything to do hypnosis. I love every chance I get to, to spread the good word about it. So. I know through the research that I've been doing that a lot of it is in your studio, in your, your office in Hyde Park, right off Route 9. And then uh, you also can do it through Zoom as well, right? Absolutely. So before this whole COVID-19 situation, I was seeing clients in my office. And then obviously when this whole pandemic broke out, I had to figure out a unique solution to a unique problem. And what I've quickly realized is that the efficacy of hypnosis is not diluted by doing it virtually. And to put it very simply, I put the right words in the right order so that people can unleash the power that they already have within. And doing it over the computer, doing it in person, it really isn't much different. In fact, I find that most people are more comfortable being at home, doing it over the computer, then taking the time to come into the office, whether or not they know me, you know? So um, I find it's actually a little more effective doing it via Zoom, actually, so. Really? Yeah. Because, I, you know, I would think that, you know, it's such an intimate type of, of process that um, you really have to get someone in that, um, that kind of daydreaming state. They've got to focus and, and you have to have a controlled environment, I would think, that you, know, you can't have like the, the cat walking across the keyboard or kids are screaming in the background. These are things you can't control. So when you're doing it through Zoom, how does that work effectively for you? So it's funny because a lot of people do have that. It's a little bit of a misconception that hypnosis equals relaxation. Um, really, relaxation is just a byproduct of the process. Um, really, hypnosis has nothing to do with eyes being closed or being relaxed. For example, Charlie, if you've ever driven from point A to point B and you forgot how you got there, um, you were in a state of hypnosis, right? Meanwhile, there was plenty of things going on around you. There was sounds. You were driving a car. Um, or if you've ever cried during a movie, even though you knew they were actors and it was on set somewhere, you still had a very physiological and emotional response to something uh, that was or was not real, right? So that's just th those are two examples of being in a hypnotic state. And what I do, like I said, I put the right words in the right order so that you can get into that state intentionally. And then we can use that state to speak directly to your unconscious, which, which is largely responsible for controlling your habits, thoughts, behaviors, emotions, et cetera. And then we can actually create new neural pathways. Um, and it's not taboo. A lot of people think it's like this weird, magical thing. Um, and sometimes it certainly feels that way with the results that we get. Um, but there are thousands, literally thousands of scientific um, peer-reviewed studies that point to the efficacy of hypnosis, not not just as an ancillary tool, but also as a first line intervention that often outperforms traditional modalities. So it's really what I think is like the 
the secret to uh, mindset, uh, self-control, and really success in general. So you had great success with it, and I think that was part of the impetus that got you going into this particular field. Uh, but uh, you um, you were you know on the ground. I guess in your case, you lost eighty pounds. You were three hundred and thirty pounds. Um, but you know, I mean, you're a big guy. What are you like six four, six five? Six five, yeah. <laughs> yeah, six five. So so a six five guy can hide three hundred and thirty pounds a lot better than like a five nine guy. At three exactly days, right yeah. but still you felt you needed to lose the weight and so um you wound up losing the 80 pounds in um you know four years ago was it four years it was ago? four years but i lost the weight over six months over six months four years but you've kept it kept it off for four years exactly and so i guess the question is you know the hypnosis worked for you you were able to keep the the weight off get the weight down keep the weight off is there any kind of aftercare that uh, helps you to succeed over these four years? So the first thing I'll say is, if you had told me five years ago that I'd go see a hypnotist to lose weight or for anything, I'd probably laugh in your face. And then if you told me that I would then become a hypnotist and personal development coach, I'd bet my net worth against it. And, uh, but it changed my life so dramatically in so many ways um, that it just, my life naturally aligned to going down that path. And really what it does is it creates a new normal for you, right? So I always knew that I had to eat less and move more, right? But that wasn't my normal. At an unconscious level, I had developed these eating habits, these beliefs, these patterns over my entire life, right? So my job or any hypnotist's job is not really to hypnotize you, but to dehypnotize you, right? So my whole life, I was told, oh, you're big bones. Hey, Anthony, finish all the food on your plate, right? <laughs> Good Italian <And> household. <laughs> exactly. Anthony, your whole family's big. You're supposed to be big, right? So these are all thoughts and beliefs that were ingrained in me that I operated. That was my operating system. So hypnosis allows you to go in and rewrite that and really create, like I said, it creates a new normal for you to, to set the foundation with. But for hypnosis to work, and let's be clear about this hypnosis can work for people who want it to work for them, right? Exactly. So I, I vet my clients um, as thoroughly as I want them to vet me. Um, hypnosis isn't for everybody. It, it really comes down to one, you need to want the change, right? And you need to believe that hypnosis can facilitate it, right? I'm not, you know, I'm busy enough and I, I respect myself enough not to argue with people anymore about it, right? Some people think it's weird. You know what? Sometimes it is weird. I'm a hypnotist. What do you expect, right? But it's also a lot of fun and it's empowering and it's, it's a really profound experience that most people call life-changing. So um, I really think people need to make sure they're ready for the process um, as much as they're, they're ready for the change. What got you to go for hypnosis for yourself? Because it wasn't the weight at first, was it? Well, it, well actually, it was the weight. It was the weight um, originally. Um, I had tried everything. I had lost like, you know, 30, 40 pounds here or there. And then I'd put on 50 and then I was just yo-yoing. So um, someone, I don't even remember who, suggested, oh, why don't you look into hypnosis? And I looked it up online. I said, I could try. I was willing to try anything. And that was really the catalyst. Um, the weight was the, 
was the catalyst to getting into hypnosis. But I've also used, I had, a, I had a crippling fear of flying where I would, I would, I would skip going on trips and lose a bunch of money on flights. Um, I had crippling health anxiety. I, I mean, I spent thousands of dollars on tests I didn't need. Um, and looking back, I like laugh about it because I was in, I was such a different person in, in all the wrong ways. And, uh, you know, by the grace of God, I, I've been given this tool uh, for myself, but now I just want everybody to be able to have access to it. So, yeah, I thought it was the, um, the fear of flying first and then the weight, but it was the other way around. It was the other way around. Yeah. So talk us through, um, that first flight that you took. I mean, how did you know that you were going to be able to get on the flight and you weren't going to freak out once you were on the plane? So it's funny because I had a trip coming up and I was deathly afraid. Even though I had done the hypnosis for the weight loss and I was already researching and helping people, I still never worked on this phobia of, of, of flying. And so I had a week later, I had a trip coming up and I met with a hypnotist uh, up in Albany, this uh, one of my colleagues that I know. And within 20 minutes, I was, you know, it was gone and it got to the point, it was during the winter, there was a blizzard coming in New York. And our flight was still scheduled to take off. Every other flight had canceled. And I was, I, I had never been more excited to go on a trip and get on a plane than I was. And I was like, wow, what a test. To, you know what I mean? And it's funny, the flight ended up getting canceled last minute. So I never got to test it that time. But I've been on, I've been on many flights since and uh, no problem at all. Well, you trained with um, Mike Mandel world-renowned hypnotist uh, who is in, is it Toronto, Canada? He lives in, Tor he lives in Toronto or yeah. just outside of Toronto. But yeah, I went up to the University of Toronto to study with him. He's actually the guy who helped me lose the weight originally. And I just, I had to train with him. I mean, he's, he's one of the most well-known yeah, hypnotists in the world. Yeah, he's like one of the top, top guys. He has a yeah. podcast called Brain Software, the Brain Software podcast, if you want to take a listen to him. And so, you find Mike, but how do you get trained to be a hypnotist? So I found his course. It's a, it's a like 40 hour intensive week long thing in Toronto. And uh, they really, it's like a fire hydrogen of information they give to you. Um, but then they have ongoing support afterwards, online certifications, online courses. And I'll tell you what, Charlie, I, as you know, a lot of it comes down to just doing it right so most of the things I've learned, I've learned the basics from Mike, and now I've been able to finesse those basics with clients and take a client-centered approach where we can tailor the process specifically for them and their needs. Um, so really, it's, I've worked with clients for the past couple of years now. I'm more full-time with it over the past six to eight months, um, but I'm seeing dozens of clients you know, a month, and uh, it's, been, it's been special to see that change. Well, if you're, uh, if you're interested in uh, checking uh, Anthony out at his location, he's on, uh, on Route 9 heading towards Hyde Park. Is, is there a name for that plaza or it's just the Dunkin' Donuts Plaza? Yeah, well, I just call it the Dunkin' Donuts Building and uh, we're right oh. in front of Stop and Shop right past Darby's. Right. When you're in your facility yep. and you're doing your thing, you're trying to control the environment, but um, you, know, you hear other sounds from the other businesses around you? Absolutely. So I, I, I didn't really answer your question about this before. Um, once again, it's not about it being quiet. For example, the room that I see my clients in is on the drive through for Dunkin' Donuts. So very often we'll hear people, um, you know, ordering their coffees in the morning. Um, but it's really when you're in that hypnotic state, you're so focused 
on the work that we can utilize other sounds to help you go even deeper into the into the experience. So, um, you know, I've had construction next door blasting. Um, it really, the state of hypnosis is not delicate at, at all. Because yeah, I do a lot of work with uh, eyes open. You know, people talk to me d during the hypnotic process. Um, you're not just eyes closed, head down the whole time. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's a unique experience for sure, though. You've been doing it for a while. You say you've, you've got a bunch of clients you're seeing on a monthly basis. Can you give us a story, a success story or two of, of some of your clients? Each, each experience is so unique. I love working with weight loss clients. I've had a ton of people have dramatic success um, very rapidly. And what's cool is even if you work on one issue, there are residual positive effects that happen from the hypnotic process where you will see all aspects of your life change. Um, for example, I worked with a guy, he just wanted to be more confident right? He had a lot of public speaking gigs. Um, you know, he's an executive and he wanted to be more confident in that setting, want to be more confident with his coworkers. So we worked on confidence, right? Three weeks later, he messages me. He's like, Anthony, I don't know why, but I lost 11 pounds in the past three weeks and we didn't even work on weight loss. And yeah, sure. He had, a, he had weight to lose, but it just, it was a residual effect. His mind in order to be confident knew that his you know, physiological state had to change. And so that was a really cool experience. And um, I see stuff like that all the time. For example, I had someone, a lady who I helped with a fear of flying, in fact, and she realized that now she's, her public speaking skills, her confidence went up just by reducing her fear of flying. So uh, those are the cool things we see. What are the things that either, uh, you know, scientifically or uh, just organically happen in the brain that that make it work so the state of hypnosis can be measured uh you know with brain scans depending on uh you know which um, brain wave state you're in um but really the best way to explain it is we have neurons right our brain fires we have electrical impulses that pulses that go through our brain like electrical circuits that fire depending on what emotion or what action whether it's a physical action or, or thought whatnot, right? And we can go in and rewire those neural pathways. It's like hiking in the woods. Say you're hiking in the woods, and the more often you go down that path, the clearer it gets, right? And the easier it is to take that path. The same thing happens with these neural pathways. The more often a habit or behavior occurs along those neural pathways, it's going to be like water. Our brain's just going to flow, right? So we go in and we rewire that and we create new neural pathways. Um, you know, a lot of it comes down to our perception of reality. What I look at my job is, is, you know, Charlie, say you and I are hiking in the woods, similar metaphor. We're walking down the, we're walking down the woods or down the path and you see a snake, right? And you freak out, you jump and you have a very physical, physical and emotional reaction to that snake, right? And I, I look back and I, I say, hey, Charlie, that's just a rope. And you look down and you're like, oh, wow, that is, that's just a rope. So my job is to help people change perspective, right? And to realize that although their fear, their anxiety, their habits are very real, we can, cha we can change the perception of that um, to, to make a more productive environment for them. You had mentioned that um, you have good success with pain. Mm -hmm. And um, why, why, um, why do you have such great success, do you think, with uh, people who have issues with, let's say, a knee or a hip or something like that? So we touched on before that it's important for the person to want the change, right? They have to right. want it. Yep. 
pain, most people don't want the pain. <laughs> um, so that, that is a, a catalyst for change, for sure. It works best for chronic pain that has already been proven not to be useful to the client. So I always, if they have chronic pain, I always have them talk to their doctor first to rule out anything. Um, but within 20 minutes, you know, you asked about a story. I had a lady, she's been in pain for 10 years. And uh, I worked with her after an hour. She was, she was hopping up next to her bed, literally like tearing up because she had never been pain free in nearly a decade. And she texted me the next day saying like, couldn't believe it. And this happens over and over again. Um, so it's, it's truly special. Do you ever get um, any of those like un uncomfortable moments where, you know, you're hypnotizing someone and they go to a place that you weren't sure they were going to go to and all of a sudden it gets dark and they're crying or, or they're, I don't know, acting out or something like that? So people do cry in the office, you know, but it's not always because they're sad. Uh, our unconscious releases emotions in the form of tears and that response. So, you know, some people cry, some people don't. Um, what's cool though, Charlie, is that we can do everything context free. So people can tell me as much or as little as they want. So we can work on very serious issues and I don't have to know a single detail because their mind already knows what it needs to do. And I just guide the process. So, uh, yeah, I, I very rarely run into anything, um, that wouldn't be easily handled. So, all right. But if, and you use your analogy, we're hiking. If someone doesn't tell you that they have a fear of snakes, how do you get, how do you tell them that, oh, it's just a rope? If they hold that back from you? Well, so I do, I need a general a guideline, right? Like, obviously, if someone specifically for a fear of snakes, I would want to know that's a fear of snakes. I wouldn't need to know that, you know, their little brother shoved a snake around their neck when they were four. You know what I mean? Like I, I Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Like I need a I need a general idea, but I yeah. don't need I don't need the details of it. Yeah, it's it's not like uh, psychotherapy where you go back in time and you try and figure out relationships with your mother and your father and all that stuff. You don't have to do it, that. We don't do any I mean, we can very often the metaphor I like to use for that is the only time I take people back in time is like a slingshot. We'll take you back in time to get the learnings and understandings from that event. So we can shoot you into the future. I never spend time analyzing. I'm not a therapist. I can't even touch that area. Um, but just as like a self-reflection uh, piece of it, we do, we do some what they call age regression. How long does a session take? How, how long do you give for a session? Uh, anywhere from 60 to 90 minutes. Although, you know, if someone has come to me before some issues that, you know, sometimes it just takes a 20 minute zoom call and, and it's cleared up. So as quickly as, you know, someone didn't develop a fear over time. It happened instant in a moment, right? Their amygdala fired off, took a snapshot of that event in a split second, they developed that fear, right? Uh -huh. So we can go in with the same, uh, with the same speed and, and clear it up. And does it work um, better for a certain age group? I mean, uh, in other words, uh, you, you have a middle-aged person, you have an older person, and then you have a young kid. Um, does it work uh, across the board? It's actually a little easier with, uh, with, not, with children, teenagers, um, because they don't have, they're not as critical as adults as we are, right? Mm -hmm. So really hypnosis involves getting past that critical element of the mind, that filter that we use like when we're talking or making decisions in order to, to give our unconscious direct suggestions. So a teenager and a child doesn't have it, so it's easier to tap into. Um, 
But really the best clients that I have are one athletes who have competed at a, at a high level because uh, they visualized their whole life. Right. Mm, right. Um, same thing with uh, business executives who visualize public speaking events. Um, anybody who's meditated consistently um, done yoga, they've already tapped into that part of them that we work with um, in my office or via zoom. Uh, for a lot of people, uh, the, the biggest fear that a person could have is public speaking, even bigger fear than drowning. So you would rather drown than have to speak in public for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I see a lot of people for uh, public speaking just because of the nature of being a small business owner. I'm in the small business community. Um, so I attract a lot of those clients. Um, what's cool is I, I, I don't want to take away from what I do do, but it's a very easy thing to overcome uh, through the hypnotic process. And we get some dramatic changes very quickly where you could have the ultimate stage fright and the next day you're, you know, you're feeling like a rock star. So, wow. That's, that's pretty significant. Um, All right. So the, the website is newleafhypnosis.com if you want to check Anthony out there and you'll see his story he's got a nice picture of him and his beautiful fiance congratulations on that by the way thank you <laughs> uh, you look like a movie star in this photo <laughs> that, that was a flattering picture of me <laughs> no I'm not, I'm not saying you didn't look good but you're you know no. you're, you're a handsome guy but but you know I mean you look before, when you were like 330 pounds, I could see you like as a background actor in The Sopranos. But now, I mean, you, you, you look like a leading man. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it feels good. I mean, my life has changed. And I'm, I, that's, I'm not saying that to be dramatic. You know, I'm only I'm doing this because of how much it changed my life. And uh, I, I can't spread the word enough. And I, I encourage people, reach out. I'll talk. You know, I always do a free strategy call. People can call me. We, we, we figure out if hypnosis is, a, is even good in the first place for you. And I can also um, get people comfortable with how it's going to unfold. Um, so, yeah, I'm always, I always love talking about it and willing to take any phone calls, emails. Great. All right. Well, once again, it is newleafhypnosis.com. Uh, you can go to the website, and then I'm sure you can contact Anthony through that. Uh, final thoughts here. What, uh, what's a message that, or a concept of hypnosis that you'd like to get across to the audience today? The biggest thing, and we touched on this before, is that my job is, is really to de-hypnotize people from the negative self-talk they've been giving themselves. Right, yeah. It is a collaborative effort. It's nothing I do to somebody. Um, it's a, people are participating in the process because hypnosis is really, is is a consensual um, non-volitional experience, right? So it feels automatic, but all the work comes within and it's really about giving the person back control to, to make the decisions that are productive for their lives. Perfect. Well, Anthony, we want to thank you for coming on the show. Uh, interesting topic, uh, fascinating, by the way, and um, your proof that uh, it definitely works. So once again, I'll give you the uh, website again. It's newleafhypnosis.com, and uh, you can contact Anthony and just have a conversation with him, see if it uh, might be something that would work for you. I know we all have these um, preconceived notions in our head about a lot of different things. Hypnosis might be one of them, but it, the, the secret to it is that if you want it to work, Anthony will get you there. Am I right? No, you're 100% correct. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, Anthony, thanks so much. 
Thanks, Charlie. I appreciate it. All right. Good talking to you. You too. So that will do it for this edition of the Just Saying Podcast. Hope you're enjoying these interviews and it's providing you with some knowledge and awareness and maybe just some entertainment value. Keep an eye out for next week's podcast because we're trying to track down Tampa Bay Minor League Hudson Valley Renegades VP and PA announcer Rick Zolzer. We wanted to talk to him about just how feasible physical distancing is going to be at Dutchess Stadium for the minor league baseball season this summer. Anyway, stay safe, people, and be kind. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Just Saying Podcast. 